Life is full of awesome what ifs and some not so much, like unexpected medical costs. That's why United Healthcare provides Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans to supplement your primary plan and help manage out of pocket costs. Learn more at uh1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Hi, this is the audio version of the Cultaholic Classic Nitro Review. You can watch the video version and take part in a future episode by going to patreon.com forward slash Cultaholic. The Tunnel of Doom. The Tunnel of Doom. The Tunnel of Doom. The Tunnel of Doom. The fucking Tunnel of Doom. The Tunnel of Doom. Come on! (laughs) It's showtime, folks! This is where the big boys play, huh? Woo! Cultaholic Classic Nitro Review. Who be we? I'll be Fake Johnny, radio presenter without portfolio, Tom Campbell, joined by resident WCW kid Sam Driver, uh, who, like me, is back in 1996. And if you are watching on the Patreon, what a what a boat race you get to examine there. Are you are you all right, mate? Yeah, I'm good. Thanks. Are you? Are you? Have you had a t- <laughs> Have you had a time? Yeah, yeah. It's been an interesting old day, isn't it? I don't know what I can possibly do right now to stop myself losing my mind at the prospect of our country melting into nothingness. You're all right, though. Yeah, I think that's all I can really possibly do right now. We- Energy prices are going up again. Hooray! Yeah, I was worried. Quid more? I was worried that I wasn't spending enough. No, me either. Me either. And you know, it's it's fucking great. I think that we should all be paying for everything all of the time through the nose. If you've only got twenty quid spare at the end of the month, then you can't buy an iPhone or a TV or cigarettes. Like you know, the politicians tell us is the problem. That's the reason we're not millionaires, Tom. It's all those cigarettes you keep buying. I just think I have this lavish lifestyle where sometimes I like to go cinema. You well, you you put them, you put the the cigarettes in your ears because they're very good, you know, at blocking out sound. But oh. maybe you should just not now. I should, you know what? I should, you know, just not block out the sound. I'm thinking I should just, you noise. know, like, uh, yeah, just 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 give my entire salary to the government <laughs> and say, you know what's best for me, buddy. Let's watch some wrestling and go back to a simpler time, please. I, what's nice <laughs> is is that all the classic reviews have very different flavors. Yeah. Uh, there's a it's, salty spiciness. To the these. problem is these usually take place right after PMQ. So I'm just like, <laughs> yeah. like, I know people on both sides of the fence, the major sides of the fence anyway. And they all agree. Mm-hmm. Why, why are people still giving him a buy? Why? Mm-hmm. Why? He's fucking all of us. Do you know who else knows people on both sides of the fence? Uh, mean Gene. No. Bobby. No. Uh, Mongo, no, maybe. No. no, the postman from Home Improvement. Hey, <laughs> it's been so long since I've watched Home Improvement. Yeah, I was. I don't know why I was thinking about it the day, and I remember there was a SNES game. Oh yeah, yeah. The, everything had a game back then, though. I'm amazed there wasn't like a Seinfeld game and stuff. 
There wasn't, was there? No, somebody made a VR version of Jerry's apartment you could go into, which was pretty cool. I'll tell you what I've been watching lately, and you've put me onto it there. Um, I mentioned this on the <laughs> PMQ. <Plastic> <laughs> you just go <laughs> off on your own rant. <laughs> There's a great YouTube channel called Hats Off Entertainment. Yeah. And they've, they're doing a series called The Seinfeld Curse. Yes. And it's all about the awful sitcoms that everybody from Seinfeld went on to do. They oh, just flopped. I think it's, it's the same, though, with anybody who's a major star in anything, to be honest. Like, mm. if it's a major show and a major deal, you're always kind of... And especially if it's long running, you're going to be typecast as that person unless you're like a breakout mega star. Mm. Uh, at that point, you eclipse the show and everybody else in it. Like Kelsey so, Grammer. It, yeah, it's it's sort of like, it goes one of two ways. Either everybody just kind of wanders off into like a strange career mm. or one person is just like the mega star and everybody else is like, whatever happened to that guy? Yeah, it's so true. Yeah. It's so true. I was just, yeah, the only thing is that the, the only sitcom I can think off the top of my head that truly had a, a character that transcended it is Frasier. Yeah, Fraser, and I mean, but, but yeah, Fraser, obviously, cheers and, and that all ballooned into its own show. Joey tried, with, tried with friends and it just, it sucked ass, bless it. But I don't know if Alex and I, my good lady, whether we've ever watched Joey. I think I tried to watch a few episodes once and I just, I don't think I'd, I had the patience to kind of sit down and go with it. It'd be one of those times where I'd like go to CEX hungover with like three quid in my pocket, just being like, <laughs> what can I buy? Pick up Joey and be like, I'm too hungover for this. And he just goes in a drawer and you never play it again. Pick up Joey. <laughs> Joey goes, hey, put me down. Uh, <laughs> sorry, Matt LeBlanc. Um, let's go back to 1996 where Friends is still very much in its pomp. Yes. Uh, we're not talking about Friends, of course. We're talking about uh, the world of wrestling. Aww. This is where, if this is your first time here, <laughs> what a... What a few minutes you've had. Welcome yeah, aboard the roller coaster. No, never apologize. You must never apologize. I'll have a heart attack opening. on one of these ones, so keep watching. It'll well, probably happen. That's it. I, yeah. I think At I'll... some point, you're going to watch Sam pop, and I'm just going to go, <laughs> <laughs> and Tom's not going to know what to do, whether it's an act or what. I don't know, but I've got to, I've got to finish. I'll, sk I'll get the podcast uploaded, then I'll help you. I'll, <laughs> just priorities, isn't it? I give him mouth to mouth, and then you start French kissing me. <laughs> <laughs> this is how I did it with my dog. Um... <laughs> <laughs> my imagine, mom, imagine, my mom told us we can't have a dog anymore. Imagine just going to like uh, a first <laughs> age class and they bring out the dummy that looks like, you know, like a, a robot. Uh, and they, you know, you compress it, it's just like right, mouth to mouth. And then you just start full blown Frenching it in front of like 30 people. That'd be very funny to do. Would you get kicked out? Uh, it depends how good the French is. Yeah, that's true. It depends how good a kisser I am. Apparently, I'm all right. <laughs> according to, <laughs> to my dog. Um, <laughs> I thought, you, thought, you, thought your dog would say you're a bit rough. <laughs> <laughs> Fucking hell. That was low hanging. Nah, I'm sorry, left. everybody. <laughs> now nah, the dog left. Um, <laughs> right, so if this is your first time here, dog left. Welcome, welcome in. What a six minutes you've had. This is where Sam Driver and I, we roll back the years to 1996 And now. talk about toys. And talk about toys. Yeah. We've just come off the Christmas episode. We have, yeah. It's the 1st of January, so it is a, it's a New Year's special. What a new year we are on the precipice of. Damn. This is a massive... We got half a fucking year ago, yeah. <laughs> I know. Half but... a year of shite. <laughs> and then gold. Gold, gold, gold. But it's gold buried <laughs> deep in shite. Yeah, it's, it's, like, it's like if you fed a cow a bag of gold nuggets <laughs> uh, and, and nothing but its usual diet and, and some ham... Not hamburgers. 
can't. No, yeah, we can give it hamburger. No, we can't give it. We can't give it. Morally wrong to give. No, we can't give hamburger. It would have to be an actual hamburger made of ham. It couldn't be some wafer thin ham. Wafer thin. Yeah. Well, how about we? Well, we give we give the my dog used to eat. We we give the cow some form of 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 food that's gonna I don't know you know be be like greasy. Just give it like some what's cow junk food? Sausage. Because cows eat grass. Like how can we fry grass? Well, cows like fried grass. Maybe isn't we can that, give it some fried. Isn't that a really nasty dish involving involving a goose? <laughs> I can't even remember the original fucking point. I'm just trying to find frying grass for a cow. Fried grass. Um, it, it was it was to make gold nuggets. Oh so yeah, I okay. Said... So you you we need to feed the cow loads of oily, delicious fried grass, then gold, then loads of normal grass, and then it'll just be like a mountain of shit and just gold buried deep in there. And with our, and Scott our Hall's theme just gently playing if you, if you put your ear up to it. And it is our job without gloves on, <laughs> to sift through. Gloves? No gloves. In this economy. <laughs> Put your socks on your hands like our dad did. Oh. <laughs> when you kissed the dog. Um, so we're back in 1999. Tom, be... are you okay? Are you being... I'm really tired. Are you, you, is this why you have a cat now? You're not allowed dogs now. <laughs> just, this is the the, 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 the... the police said I couldn't have a dog no more. Um, Fuck's <laughs> I I I've not oh, I've never I have I'd like to say I've never kissed a dog but we've we you know we we all have made mistakes in college. Um <laughs> It's like the fucking Kevin Owens story where he's playing with his figures. <laughs> <laughs> he throws the cup against the wall to make the stone cold Steve Austin smash. He puts a hole in the drywall and he's sat with Jimmy Jacobs talking about it. And he's like, so "How old are you at the time?" I was like, oh, I was like 17." And then there's just like this moment of what the fuck and <laughs> It's a man out of my own artist KO. Um, so we're gonna. So we are back in 1996. So I'm gonna give you a little lay of the land yes. uh, of the real world, and then the wrestling world. Well, I suppose yeah. The start of a new year is a good, yeah. good place to kind of maybe reestablish the ground rules and remind ourselves what we're <laughs> supposed to be doing. It's a new year, yes, it these. is. So uh, we'll talk about the real world. We'll talk about the wrestling world in this particular week. It's a quiet week because it's New Year's Day. Yeah, it's not a whole lot happening. There's a few no, little tidbits. You, you, you've got your. You, it's a pretty predictable show. With if you looked at the roster, you'd be able to pick out who's going to be on it, given the fact it's a New Year special. Everyone's probably. Quite hungover. Yeah. Um, my mum and dad no doubt have sore heads from uh, taking us to the Red Hill Club until midnight on New nice. Year's Eve, until New Year's Day, where I drank Panda Pops until midnight. My earlier memories of New Year's were we'd usually either go to or have a house party, but it's the first time I ever saw Rocky Horror was after midnight and everybody else was just stood around the house drinking and chatting but it was on tv and it was i was just kind of sat there on the couch and then the mouth appeared and it was like (gasps) and i was like holy shit and it was sort of like i'm far too young to understand any of this but this is fucking amazing that's that's a really cool place to watch your first rocky horror yeah like turned all the way up while everybody's just like rabble 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 talking In the movies, in this particular week, in this particular year, uh, number one in the US box office was 12 Monkeys still. Oh, what fucking film. It's a great what film, What fucking Terry, Brad, Terry Gilliam masterpiece. Brad Pitt's pre-marriage roles were often, like, really kind of twisted and fucking strange. And, like, it all culminates with Tyler Durden, but, like, 12 Monkeys, he is golden in 12 Monkeys. The cat, the entire, oh, fucking me, it's such a good film. It's a great I film, can't believe right? they try to turn it into a series. It, it's interesting enough that maybe you could, but it sort of defeats the whole point of the reveal in the film to yeah. have a whole series kind of explaining everything. But, you know. It's still banging. It's baking money in it. It's just yeah. they want to try and... I learned this week through that Hats Off Entertainment channel that I mm. told you about a second ago. Did you know that there was an Uncle Buck sitcom? 
No. <clears throat> that didn't star John Candy. Uh, not surprising. John Candy's going to probably cost a lot of money. But it was always rubbish. I, well, yeah. I mean, America tried to do Peep Show with Leonard from fucking oh, Big Bang Theory. Fuck they did, and they? And they, they took... So the whole concept of Peep Show, for anybody who's listening or watching who's never seen it, is it's two people who are like in their 30s or approaching, you know, their mid-30s. Uh, they live in a shitty flat in London and their lives are kind of going nowhere. And the it's all kind of shot from the perspective of the people. So they walk around with first-person style cameras um, and you hear their inner thoughts. But I believe the way the Americans did it was that it was a sit-down studio fucking sitcom like Friends. And then it was probably an announcer over the top going, oh my God, he doesn't realize I went there. And, blah, 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 blah. and it's like fucking peep shows horrible and awful. And it's, it's all about how shitty people are. It's what makes it so good. I, I, I don't think they oh. do a lot of that in, comedy, in that sort of comedies. No, no. The one thing I learned from watching um, documentaries about these sitcoms, and it's just a lot of the time it's serving different masters. You'll have some yeah. people come in with the idea if I really want to run it this way. And then they'll go, well, no, actually, this is going to work. And then you end up making something that's neither one nor the other. Yeah. And everyone goes, well, this is shit. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, well, yeah, of course it's shit. So I imagine they went in with the peep show idea. <laughs> yeah. And then somebody went, oh, no, a, a studio audience sitcom will do better. Let's adapt it by having the voiceover. And then everybody went, well, this is shit. And but all parties have gone, we know. Isn't that the whole concept of of like pitch week in the US where fucking networks go like hey here's 11 new fucking shows watch the pilots but they're already sweeps they're already week. doing like you know I think sometimes they're already recording the series though and then it doesn't yeah. get picked up and so like, what the fuck are you going to do with eight more episodes who's paying for that and it gets quietly shuffled out onto a DVD <laughs> and nobody <laughs> buys it <laughs> They, they, I mean, America does nice things, but the one thing they struggle with is adapting British sitcoms. Yeah, I, I don't know. Put like, that on record. It's, it's, I don't know, like America's comedy, like, well, you know, in fairness, it wasn't really a sitcom, but their, their adaptation of The Office. Uh, now that's a great exception to because the rule. It, it, it did what a good sort of reimagining should do in that it took the concept and made it uniquely its own after the mm -hmm. first season. And it was like, okay, I can get behind that. So if they were to do something like that, all for that stuff, it's just when you take something and go, I like the core idea, but... Yeah. And then they change everything else, it's a bit, yeah. But I think there's a lot of countries guilty of that, really. But, you know, America seems to be number one. <laughs> at, we're going to just take... Oh, it didn't work. We uh, see, yeah. Uh, right. For every office, there's a, how red, about, there's a Red Dwarf US. How about we do uh, How I Met Your Father? Big hit. Oh, I've not watched that yet. I'm scared to. I think it looks pap. Uh, well, I wasn't I'm really worried. a big fan of How I Met Your Mother, so I, I, I'm not really probably going to watch it, mm. but it's intriguing because it's what, is it the big sort of return of Hilary Duff to people's screens and stuff? So and they're hearts. banking on like that being a big draw to it. So mm, Yeah. Well, I've not tried it yet. If you have, please let us know. Yeah. Um, in the UK, number one movie is Seven. What's in the fucking box? Very awkward to talk about now, obviously, with Kevin Spacey, but yeah. possibly one of the greatest films, I'd say, out there. Like, and the fact that Spacey wasn't in the credits. David so Fincher. Like, he is. David Fincher. That film is like... So, like, around this time, this is the death of the MTV era. Mm. So it's quite interesting that the MTV bubble goes from, like, WrestleMania 1 at these huge soaring heights to just this lull. And the MTV generation comes to a standstill when natural born killers drops that's like the big farewell 
the way that film's edited and it's all very like in your face, instant, everything's just happening all the it's time. It's the WrestleMania X7 yeah, of the MTV that, that's generation. that's like the, the ultimate moment for the MTV generation. So this is as it's sort of dwindling and everything's getting a bit more jaded and music's getting a lot darker and the alternative scene's starting to bubble up and you've got bands like Nine Inch Nails and Marilyn Manson and all of these stranger things coming through that's then set in the playing field for the attitude era basically which mm. is quite interesting but you yeah it, it's it's strange that when you've got films like seven and that it's all kind of the culmination of that yeah there's a darkness to it not in the pop charts though because mariah carey's one sweet day is still <laughs> for fuck's sake fucking number for one fuck's sake mariah how many weeks do you need mariah spoiler we're, we're looking at the summer by the time she's gone are you fucking kidding ne me we're gonna be touching the summer by the time she's away that's got to be some sort of record it's not even a record but it's close oh my uh, michael jackson's Christ. earth song is still number one in the uk I, I, understandable but yeah. again come on michael how many more number ones do you need <laughs> i know it's a lot <laughs> big year in the world of the flintstone vitamin company right go it, on as, i've always heard of them i've never had them it was the year that betty rubble became a flintstone vitamin Woo! so apparently they just to get kids they're to chewable take vitamins they're uh, chewy and they're great yeah we what did we have we had like spaghetti shapes of things like transformers we did. Like, we never really had any. No, I'm sure we had like multivitamins, multivitamins and stuff. I never yeah. remember having those as kids, but I remember like I remember chewy they'd multivitamins. Be like, they'd be like Heinz Transformers, and it would just be like Autobot and Decepticons made of pasta. <laughs> <laughs> They, but it was like, I, I, we had Thomas the Tank Engine pastor yeah. in my house, and it was like, that is shaped like Thomas. I was like, no, it's not. It's a series of squares. <laughs> you can't fool me. That was the Fat Controller. That is also a series of squares. <laughs> like, just give me the alphabet ones. They're fine. Do you ever have a Sonic the Hedgehog lolly? Yes. Terrifying. <laughs> you pop it out the packet and melted. It, yeah, and the, 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 the candy color has like <laughs> faded, so it looks like he's crying blood. <laughs> What's the matter, honey? You've barely touched your Sonic the Hedgehog curry. <laughs> it's just a blue curry. Yeah. A Sonic tie-in curry that you can get at some sort of takeout place. I love that now my my brand now online is wrestling and Sonic the Hedgehog. Yeah. So I get sent that. I think once every probably four weeks, right. somebody will go, so this is not you. Did you see the... I want to get it one day and eat it and, it make, and it'll make Alex sad. I think it's the, uh, the Chippendale Rescue Rangers. Have you seen the, the cameo that's in that? Yes! Yeah. It's Weird Sonic! Yeah, it's uh, <laughs> Ugly Sonic. Ugly yeah. Sonic for the movies! <laughs> the one when the first trailer dropped and we all went, what are you doing? I, like, I, the backlash to that was phenomenal. Yeah, but necessary. Necessary! Part of me thinks, it was, part of me thinks it was a very, very clever marketing campaign. Do you reckon? Do you reckon we but were... I am tinfoil as fuck. Everybody listens to this has discovered that I am tinfoil as fuck. Um, I'm not quite as tinfoily on camera usually, but... I think that, it, say, like Uncharted, right? I couldn't give a shit about the Uncharted film. Yeah. The games for me are, you know, and I've not really played much of the Uncharted games, but the games were like, and that's probably why I didn't really give a shit about the film, but maybe yeah. it's a bad choice, but like Resident Evil. Didn't really give a fuck about those films, but I went to see the first couple. Eh, all right. But, you know, movie versions of video games tend to be crap. Let's just level it. Like Assassin's Creed, wank like Mortal Kombat and that on reflection at the time incredible on reflection mm. wank Super Mario okay fair enough Blood Rain <laughs> like Alone in the Dark anything Uwe Ball has gone fucking near uh, but you know you've got all these really bad tie-ins to the point where it's almost like a full-blown stigma mm. that when you've got a film adaptation of a game that it's gonna be a bit poo but 
they drop that trailer with Ugly Sonic and nobody can shut the fuck up about it. The film is everywhere. The film's being promoted heavily. Everybody's poking fun at it, sure, but they're talking about it. And then they turn around and go, oh, we'll fix it. And they put perfect Sonic in there. And it's like, baby. And then it was like, we're going to delay it to get it redone. And then I think it was only like a six month wait. And it's like, you're not yeah. telling me that it was six fucking months to redo the entire thing. Surely to re-render that, that's going to be some well, if power. They, if they don't, I mean, yeah, is they, they rush. So you reckon that they would have already had it? Because even if you had it all in place, we'd say like the, all of the data there for the character to move around. I, I, part of me is just like six months does not feel like it's still gonna be a long time yeah like it feels like that's that's quite short time. to replace every shot and re-render every shot and put him into every shot again so maybe it's probably all bollocks and tinfoil but that's where i am i'm <laughs> like i think that that buzz and then them going we'll listen to the fans cemented that and then everybody went okay we'll come see it Mm. and then the sequels come out everybody loved it and sequel it's, it's was great like we're getting three it looks like and wow, it's, yeah. The yeah. sequel, I think the sequel was, was, was superior to the first one. The first one, you know, again, it serves a lot of masters because it was, you had to, you know, indoctrinate, you know, bring in a new Sonic audience. Yeah. Um, but you, so you couldn't chuck all the stupid Sonic lore at it. No. So you had to do something that was a but little bit softly, softly. Come on in this you know, way. This is fine. The Sonic games kind of had to do that anyway, because back then it was all about the gameplay, less about the story. And mm. so you were slowly introduced to the idea of the emeralds. You knew you had to get them. Yeah. You didn't really know what they were for. But then it, as it thickens up, they obviously add in more and take away more lore. Uh, and it does get a bit ridiculous, but I think they've gone the right route with it. I think they have. And the second one is yeah. is brilliant. I went to go see it with Math, uh, with Matthew Gregg. And because um, we, we're just geeks for Sonic yeah, the Hedgehog. Yeah. We're just both all the while going, look, it's a little not to it's a thing. I think if, 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 yeah, if we didn't have the wrestling here to talk about in front of us, I think we'd just sit and talk Sega all day. Cause absolutely. Both big Sega kids here. Uh, we absolutely bloody were. Yeah. Um, the 60-second Orange Bowl took place in this year, on this day. Um, number six, Florida State beat number eight, Notre Dame, in the Florida Bowl. This is why we have a special episode of Monday Night Raw that, that right. this episode of Nitro is up against, Man. which is the Raw Bowl. Uh, okay. Which we'll talk about as we get through the episode today. And January the 3rd, this particular week in the wrestling, the first ever clamshell flip mobile phone, the Motorola StarTac, goes on sale. 60 million sold worldwide. Sound driver, did you have a clamshell click, phone? Click, click. Uh, I had uh, a Nokia flip phone. Mm. I had a Sony Ericsson flip phone. I never had a Motorola Razor. Mm. Uh, my phones went, hold on, it was a Motorola Brick. Then it was a Siemens A50, and then it was Siemens, Siemens A50, Siemens A55, I think, which was like the updated version. And then it was like some Sony Ericsson thing, uh, some other Motorola thing. And then it was like flip phone, flip phone, flip phone. And then I went for like Nokia N70, and that had like a slidey back. But it had like a really good camera, and it could run an emulator. So I'd be able to sit and play games on my phone, which was class. Uh, I mean, only Game Boy games, but yeah. Mm -hmm. So like that was like the be all end all for me. And then I jumped into how was your luck with touchscreen phones initially? Because mine was shit. I had a touchscreen phone that had a little stylus with it. I seem yeah. to remember, and it was very clunky. I had a what the fuck was it? It was an HTC 
But it, it was supposed to be amazing. It was terrible. It was terrible from day one. It could barely open any app. And then from there, I went into another touch phone and it was shit. And then it was like a Sony Xperia X50 or whatever, a Z50. And it was like, this phone is amazing. It's Sony's new flag. It was shit. Uh, <laughs> And then from there went to uh, China, did Xiaomi or Xiaomi or however it's pronounced. Banging phone, mm -hmm. but definitely was having all of my data collected maybe because uh, <laughs> I bought it from China and I had to have it, have it unlocked and everything. Uh, and now I'm with Google. So I'm part of the hive mind now. They, so either way, you, your data has been collected for yeah. yonks and yonks and yonks. Exactly. And yonks. They can be evil now. They took the sign down. Yeah, they're allowed yeah. to now. <laughs> we are not <laughs> evil. They've just taken the knot away. Uh, so share with us your first mobile phone. Drop us a tweet at the picture of your old mobile phone. I like the pace of this <coughs> podcast. We barely talk about it. <laughs> this is how we roll. We start off with just a load of preamble. <laughs> and then you get about the 40-minute mark, and it's like, right, okay, so this Nitro kicks <laughs> off. <laughs> the, the, the record, I think, on the SmackDown podcast, I think we do 58 minutes before we start. Oh, amazing. That's the record. We could beat that easily. I think. I think with a good wind, yeah. we could probably take that. What did you think of the, uh, just real quick before, we move on too far <laughs> didn't sega sell off or like we're looking to not sell off the rights to but but kind of make films of a few other classics around because i'm sure around the time sonic was announced they were going to do golden axe or golden axe was on the table and it's like i don't know how the fuck a golden axe film works and you'd have to probably love for golden axe no still. it would like i think what? like it would be it'd be it'd be like conan the barbarian obviously but like it'd be I, I don't. Shit. Yeah, like I don't get Streets of Rage. I think was another one which I can see kind of working Streets if they went like Rage. Scott Pilgrim with it, and they made it super gay video mm. gamey. I think Streets of Rage could work fucking cool. Shinobi. Shinobi would be incredible. Shinobi would be good fun. The film will have to be a slog. It'd have to be arduous to make it as hard to watch as the games are to play in places. Oh, oh god, yeah. <laughs> um. Alex Kidd. Alex Kidd in Shinobi World is my favorite Alex Kidd, but... Um, I do not think that was short. I, think was, I remember it being like four worlds. I remember it being brick as a kid. That's why mm. I think I never really got beyond uh, the first few levels. So it was like the Asterix games. They were amazing, but oh God, they'd always yeah. be like the hitboxes on one particular Roman. You'd be like paffing him in the face oh. and he just walks straight through the punches and just kills you. And it's like... <laughs> This was the now was it this Alex was this the Asterix game where you controlled Asterix and Obelix? So you have Asterix, you have Asterix, which is uh, just like solo the name. I think there was a NES, SNES, Master System, and maybe a Mega Drive version of that. Mm -hmm. Which yeah, you could do each level as Asterix or Obelix. And they're different powers. Um, and then yeah, and so like Obelix could lift stuff up, Asterix could use potions, I think. Um, but then. You did, I think there might have been another one, but there was also Asterix and the Great Rescue, which was the other one I had, which I loved. Uh, and that one, I think you still alternate on certain levels, but it, it, it's it's just really, really colorful, mm. really, really like just proper 90s, early 90s, like 16, 8-bit dream. I feel it, I, I seem to recall it being very aesthetically pleasing. Oh yeah, it's like kind of, you know, Sonic's bonus zones where it's all Technicolor and stuff. Yeah. It's got that kind of vibe to it. I'm still thinking about a Golden Axe movie. Yeah, Tina Turner doing the soundtrack. Golden Axe. Alien Storm. <laughs> Alien Storm. I could see working again. It would have to be done like a Streets of Rage type thing. Mm. Uh, Decap Attack. Decap Attack. Let's just do Excite Bike the movie. Oh my God! <laughs> yes. Uh, Excite Bike the movie would be Excite lovely. Bike. 
I, it's a great soundtrack. Mm. It could be like a real rags to riches story about. A, about do you remember? Do you remember the? Imagine a big orchestra oh. doing that. They might have already done that for um, for Mario Kart Eight because there's an Excite Bike Arena. They, so yeah, check they it may out. have done like a big orchestral version but, of the Excite Bike theme. Yeah, there's like so many of those like weird franchises that I think would make interesting little. Just to see how mm. weird or bad or funny they'd be. Yeah. But, yeah. I like it a lot. I, I like if it Sega, lot. though, if you could just make a fucking Yakuza anime, I think everybody would be happy. <laughs> because then you don't have to cast different actors so people aren't going to complain, oh, it's not really Kiryu. You can have the guy that voices Kiryu do it, and you could do 20, 30 seasons of The Bastard. Do people really get upset about the fact that it's a different guy? Well, I think I think it probably would, because Kiryu's got a very iconic voice. voice. Like, I, I don't know if, it, if it, people would be that bothered, but... I think if they did an anime, they could be as ridiculous with it and as over the top with the action sequences. Because yeah. the amount of times in Yakuza, like a helicopter just rocks up with a guy with a rocket launcher. And it's like, dude, I think anime is the perfect route for it. And if they could just just, just sell the fucking rights to it, Sega, and do it, it'd be amazing. Well, maybe even make enough money and make the Dreamcast too. <laughs> yeah, because let's play that game again. Oh, come on. Do it. Um, do it. Have we ever had a Shenmue movie? Uh, we are getting a Shenmue animated uh, series. I think Real. it might already be out on Crunchyroll. I hope that half the episode, which is why is... I was hoping after that was announced, I was like, "Fucking Yakuza, <laughs> bring Yakuza, <laughs> cowards!" <laughs> I hope half the episode is Rio running back home before he gets told off. I, I just hope they use the original audio, so he's just like, <laughs> "It's all, it's all cast except for Rio," uh, and he's, he's just, he's just like. Where were you on that day? And it's the, the snow exact turned same to rain. Every time it's like, oh, hey, Rio, how's it going? You want some noodles? And he's like, where were you on that day? <laughs> Perhaps they're out. <laughs> the fucking, when you go into his house and instead of going up the stairs, it, it's like, yeah, he's got to take his shoes off, but the game can't animate him taking his shoes off. So it, you step into the house. There's a loading screen, fade to black. Then you step two feet forward, there's a loading screen turned to black, and then Rio's on his feet. The commitment the to taking the up. shoes off. <laughs> the commitment to taking the shoes it's, off. It's important. It's is... an important part of the culture. And that was the whole speed of that game was you know, designed to be something very different, which I, I liked. I felt like Shenmue felt very special on the Dream. Oh, God, yeah. It was all people talked about in the fucking yeah. schoolyard for months. Because it was, it was like, you real, really, your first, your first dabble in sort of like 3D sandbox gaming. Yeah. Like I could just wander around you, and do whatever. Yeah, you put change into like a little machine and get a little toy. You can go play OutRun on like a, an arcade machine. You can, can drink, do a, a, drink a full it was, of Coke. It was, it's the proto Yakuza. And without games like Shenmue, you wouldn't have Yakuza. Mm. And that's why I want more games of that style. Because when you get bored of the game, you just stay in the game and do other stuff. So I, I like that. Many years ago, I was Chinese. Where were you on that day? <laughs> Do you know why it has such bad voice acting? Please tell me. So the, the Japanese port of the game was on time. The American port of the game was not. So the, the Western port was not looking good. They needed to still get a cast and everything in order. And apparently they had ideas to bring in actual name actors because right. I think that's what they did over there. Uh, or at least they were they were planning on, you know, drawing more eyes to it. Dreamcast, big deal. Uh, and, you know, PlayStation 2, so we need to hurry the fuck up and get this out. So I think, I remember reading, they just put out a general casting call to anybody that could speak English. Mm. And so you end up with this mishmash cast of people who haven't really maybe done this stuff before, have only done smaller projects. And it's just wonderfully bad. 
Like everything about that game is wonderfully bad. Like the some of the voices, man. It well, not even in terms of like old, like wonderfully bad. I mean, like the voice performances because the game itself is amazing. But mm-hmm. yeah, it's just oh, delicious. It's a deep, deep, joy. delicious. Talking of acting, yes. This week uh, in the WWF, right? They've started running uh, a series of skits. Uh, taking shots <coughs> at World Championship Wrestling. Is this Billionaire Tad's Wrestling War Room? It is the beginning of Billionaire Tad's Wrestling War Room. Uh, this is the, the, the last part of the weeks after the Raw that we have yeah. is Billionaire Ted at the top of a a, a board of a boardroom yes. table, and you have uh, numerous nameless people, including uh, a young Vince Russo um, playing his first TV role. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, you had the Huckster, mm-hmm. which is a, a, an old man dressed as Hulk Hogan. You had the Nacho Man, mm-hmm. old man dressed as Nacho, Nacho Man Randy Savage, and you had Scheme Gene, oh. who was an old man dressed as Mean Gene Oakland. And it was them all getting together to try and come up with some original ideas yeah. to beat the World Wrestling Federation. This is. It's it's it all starts off very innocently and it's very kind of tongue in cheek and it's a bit like well WCW's unoriginal look at them stealing our old guys we don't need them we've got all this young blood and WWF and then it slowly turns into Vince's personal vendetta against Ted Turner and Vince trying to <laughs> Uh, take out full page ads in financial publications to warn stockholders of Turner Networks to that Ted's using their money to finance his little wrestling corporation without them knowing. And it turns into this very nasty little back and forth that I think the WWF, not realizing that I, the parent company of their network also is part of Turner or he requires Turner to operate um that like sorry that channel requires turner to operate or something um vince is forced to take it off the air eventually but but we kind of re- we not until it reaches its full conclusion yeah, WrestleMania so as well it, it goes on for quite some time mm-hmm. and it's uh it's it's fun to go back and look at cuz uh yes. it's vince just being really petty being really really <laughs> petty and it's the type of thing where, you know, like the Medusa dumping the title or turning up with the belt on mm-hmm. another channel. And it's like, oh, my God. And it's like you did the same fucking thing with Flair and the big gold. <laughs> like, <laughs> come on. Yeah, what, yeah, You're just it, angry because it's not you doing it this time. It is. Yeah, it's funny how Vincent Mann will will both become a, a beast controlling the business yeah. and a scared little mouse depending on who's coming at him. Yeah, hiding behind like some sort of authority going, he did it. Mm, He is like Boo from Super Mario. Yeah. When like if someone's coming at him, he's like, no, we're just a small mama. Second they turn their back, I am Titan Industries. Um, Tell you who loves the billionaire Ted skits. What Ted did initially. Ted loves it at this point. He's like, ah, oh, this is good fun. I got a bit of fun on the wrestling. His legal team didn't, but no. Ted loved them. Ted loved them, yeah. and there, there comes to a point where there's a... Essentially, the trajectory of the billionaire Ted skit, sorry if this is going to spoil it for you, starts off in the boardroom, and it ends in front of... I think it's like a deposition, mm. but Ted does like some uh, press conferences. Like the you know, There's all these things done for the billionaire Ted character, but ultimately it ends up with him being publicly questioned about you know the the stock and everything and uh i think he has to go in front of the ftc <laughs> and all this stuff uh and it, it reaches a point where it kind of stopped being funny for him i think i remember reading around the time where he brings up lithium uh because ted turner had bipolar disorder and would have to take lithium to yeah. control that 
Uh, and so Vince then throws that into one of them, and that's where it's all right, gloves are off. But ultimately, Bischoff sums it up perfectly. You know, it's like they had nothing fucking left. Mm. They've got nothing left to throw at us, so all they're going to do is try and poke fun and try and derail. Uh, Dave Meltzer in The Observer this week writes, um, the one thing that should comfort everyone that doesn't like all this name-calling <laughs> is that they should realize that if Hogan and Savage or Savage were to call Vince tomorrow, they'd be on top in the WWF the next yep. day. And if someday, if <laughs> WWF survives, Hogan and Savage if, will be back there if, if and they'll all be best friends again. Now, he's not... He's not entirely wrong not there entirely with half of that. Wrong. Hogan ends up back there and holds a title again. Hogan becomes champ yeah. again. I'm Mr. America. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. No, Mr. America's going to be different. Seven, eight, nine, ten, eleven. 12, and within eight years, Hogan's back there. So Dave wasn't completely wrong. Yeah. Um, the only other little bit of news, uh, Bash at the Beach in July looks to tentatively be moved from Huntington Beach to Lake Tahoe and possibly, according to Dave Belzer, being renamed Quake at the Lake. Oh, fucking hell. <laughs> now, that doesn't happen because we get a very yeah, monumental uh, episode of Quake at the Lake. Yes, it's a very big Quake at the Lake. But if you had Quake at the Lake and did not have fuck it, you can't even do it because he's the shark. Oh, my God. Shark in the park. You couldn't, you couldn't <laughs> even do Earthquake in the main. You couldn't even do Earthquake in the main. You could, but it wouldn't be Earthquake. Would Quake have been the third man? If only... Well, he is the shark. Maybe they put one of those fake shark fins on his back and make Tenta swim in. I'd be, <laughs> I'd pay for that. I'd pay to see Tenta trying to snake his way in under the water, making the, the fin do this. <laughs> and then eventually gets in the crowd's like... <gasps> and out he jumps. It's Tenta-san. Get and in. And then somehow underneath him is Sullivan. He's concealed him the entire time. And Sullivan's just like... <laughs> It is the fallout from Starcade 1995. Yeah. Which we had last Tuesday. Flair is now champion. Flair is now top of the tree once again. Yeah. As we come live, for, well, I think we're live, or pre-taped, from the Omni, we're pre-taped. Omni is proper holy ground for NWA and WCW. The show actually starts, and I think this is why I think this is live. We start with Dave Penser counting the crowd down. Like to go, okay, we're going live in 10, 9, 8. And as he's saying that, we're getting the shot of the skyline of Atlanta GA. Yeah. And we've got Bishop going, welcome to Monday Nitro. Da, da, da. But you can hear Penza counting down the crowd There's to make sure they make a moments. lot of noise. There's one moment in particular that's similar to this later on that I'll have to mention. But just real quick, the Omni in Atlanta I was reading recently mm. was built. It's a fascinating looking building. It's not there anymore. There's a new arena on its a stadium on its grounds or whatever but it was built to be rust proof and it's very unique when you look at it it's fucking it's it's a bit like an eyesore but in a stunning way like it's like christ that's a weirdly beautiful building even though it's ugly as fuck but it was designed to be rust proof and everything was supposed to kind of rust oh no that was it not like rust proof but it was going to rust over to a point where it would harden Right. And it would form like a seal around itself so that any more rust wouldn't do any damage. Apparently what so happened... So completely rust-proof then? So it would essentially be rusty as fuck, but that would protect it against any rust damage. Mm. But instead the rust just ate away at it and there were just massive holes in it to the point where people could apparently get into the arena. <laughs> no so way! They had to start guarding like sections of it that were rotting away. And then eventually, because it was supposed to last like 50 years or something, and they only got like 25 years, they tore it down, put a new stadium on. Fucking, imagine somebody's job every night to guard the rusty pocket. <laughs> the <laughs> rusty pocket. Who I believe was a blues singer in the 50s. Yeah, or... <laughs> 
<laughs> or a worker, like a, a job guy in like what nineteen seventies. I'd love it if somebody worked a job as a jobber and named Rusty Pockets. We got young Rusty Pockets here <laughs> from Lexington Beach. God, God love him. Bischoff, Bobby, and Mongo announced that Ric Flair is the new WCW champion. He puts it on the line against Hulk Hogan in our main event. But Holy which? Shit. But which Hulk Hogan's going to turn up, Tom? Because you had Hulk Hogan before the suspension and then Hulk Hogan after the suspension. And he's so different. He didn't fucking change once. He, he just came his, out. He changed his trousers Did once. the usual shit. He did, like, yeah, he used a chair once or twice. He didn't change that much. And they're like, oh, but which Hogan's it going to be? He's not the same anymore. As if it's not going to be red and yellow, all-America Hulk Hogan making his glorious return after a suspension that didn't really mean anything. Heenan says that Randy Savage is blaming Arn Anderson for the title change. Yes. So, fuck you, Savage. You're out the title picture, mate. <laughs> that, correct me if I'm wrong. It's been a couple of weeks since we watched Starcade. Yes. Was it Arn's fault? Really? I can't remember. I can't. I'll, I, pull up, I'll pull up the article. I don't recall. Like, I mean, obviously, the horsemen were involved. I wouldn't put the onus completely on, on Arnie Arnie baby baby. Right, hold on. But this is what's leading to that match tonight. We're going to get Arn Anderson versus Macho Man in a moment. Plus Luger and Sting are teaming up later on tonight as well. Continuing uh, the, the peculiar no nuance. It just says Flair defeated Savage for the championship. Right. I, j I just I know Arn was amongst it. We we watch, I say we watched Arn it. Arn wouldn't we do that. He's a good it. boy. He's a good boy. Is the Arn? We talked Anderson. over it. Really. We did. We, we ranted we, over we it. We talked through it. Yeah. Some beers though. So, yeah. Some know. lovely beers. Yeah. Uh, so our opening match tonight is Arn Anderson versus Macho Man Randy Savage. Uh, we see Savage charge the ring, getting jumped as he gets into the ring as well. So well done, Sav. Great start to your not your, your not being a champion run. They brawl out the ring. Savage getting Savage on on. At this point, Eric Bischoff decides, you know what? People might change the channel now. Let's stop that shit from happening. As he talks about what's happening on Monday Night Raw, which is the Raw Bowl. Are you familiar with the Raw Bowl, Sam Driver? No, I'm not. The Raw Bowl is a four corners tag team match. All right, uh, so it, was, it already is off to a great fucking start. But it's designed <laughs> like a football, like it, like the, the aesthetic. Oh, I remember this. So I it had like a green yeah. pitch style canvas yeah. cover. Yeah. Uh, you were allowed a timeout. It was elimination rules. It's and the ref was dressed like an NFL ref. You know what? They really leaned in to the aesthetic. This is it. You can't blame them for trying. Doing and the thing, different. it was the nineties. Everything had to have a gimmick. Everything had to be hokey and bright and new and in your face and fresh and different. And so you can't blame them for trying. It's a really good idea to capitalize on it. Mm. But ultimately, it's just a bit, it's a bit, bit naff, isn't it? It's a bit naff. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Bischoff agrees, who reveals to the crowd, what uh, people watching at home, that the smoking guns win the raw toilet bowl. There you go. You don't need to change the channel. You naughty boy, Bischoff, giving away the result of a pre-taped raw. They'll mention it a couple of other times that night as well, as Mongo refers to the WWF as the Kitty Cat League. <laughs> <laughs> Whereas. WCW is the Chihuahua League. So <laughs> yeah, mate, you've got a tiny dog. Yeah, I think a cat could take a Chihuahua. Pipe down. But seriously, all the best in real life, Mongo. Um, Mongo, therefore, Mongo goes on to say, with the match in progress, there's always horsemen lurking around. Maybe one day I might do something about it. Yeah, mate, you fucking join them. Yeah. <laughs> I see you, Mongo. Yeah. <laughs> 
He didn't know that at the time. Maybe one right. day I'll do something he's, about he's it. He's all right. Yeah, add to that the, the thing with this match, it, it started with such pinball pace. Mm. Like Savage gets jumped, Arn gets thrown to the outside. Savage is launching his entrance jacket off him from the ring. Crowd's really hot for it. And then it just becomes like rest hold the musical. <laughs> like I love there's there's a guy in a Johnny B bad shirt going ape shit at Arn. When Arn gets thrown at the floor, he's just like, yeah, come on, come on, come on. like banging the thing and everything. And then it goes from that to just like, oh no, I'm gonna lock you up. And, and then they just kind of sit bit. on each other for a bit. Yeah, and that's pretty much what happens. Arn working over Savage's permanently injured arm in Nails the process. The, uh, ring post and everything. Hammerlock body slam at one point, which I quite mm. liked, where he hooks his arm behind him and then slams him. Did you nice little touch. also see that we have Hogan in attendance again tonight in the crowd? But this yes. week he was joined by his friend Guitar Superman. <laughs> yeah. The Christmas bee is notable by his absence, but he may just be keeping kayfabe alive, brother, brother. Do we cause... think the guitar Superman maybe have a, has a double life as the Christmas bee? Don't you ever suggest that. The Christmas bee is real, Tom. We've talked about it. We Christmas bee does not have a very happy end, hence why he's not here this week. I forgot. <laughs> I forgot all the lore we keeping did on the Christmas Keeping kayfabe alive, Tom. <laughs> I, we, we need a series of T-shirts of the classic <laughs> review. Uh, and, and I think for the, for the SmackDown one, it would be Kane in a sitcom. For the, the Raw one, the current, the current running shtick is Inoki is just an angry scouse. Yes. Scouse Inoki. Um, <laughs> and, and I think for this, we need a T-shirt. Or maybe a Christmas jumper with the Christmas bee on. All hail Fucking the really hell. sad Christmas bee yeah. that died You alone. should have the story of the Christmas bee as you get further <laughs> down. He's just, he's just under a cup at the end, <laughs> staring at the roaring fire. <laughs> God, it's made me sad again. Um, so anyway, Anderson is peeling away the tape on Savage's arm, digs deeper into an arm ringer, rear arm bars, rest hold the musical, as Sam says. Arm cuts off a Savage comeback with a... One, 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 fucking chef's kiss of a snap DDT. God, Arn is so fucking crisp. Anything, anything with explosive movement yeah. and Arn Anderson is just like, wow. I see Brock Anderson I want to see Arn hit a do dragon suplex, though. Could you oh. imagine Arn? The snap on that would, you wouldn't be able to keep hold. That person Christ. would be in row Z. It'd just be like, what's that? What have we done? You see Brock trying to do a bit of the yeah. sort of snappy Arn, Arn, and he will get it. But he's not quite it's, as. I think it's the, the it's it's one of the finest qualities of. And Arn's not even a big guy wrestler. Like mm. a, he's a big guy, but he's not like a Bam Bam or like a Vader. But it's one of those qualities where, in like a Bam Bam or a Vader, where you know you kind of have the general pace of the match and mm. you kind of get into it, and then it just ramps up and ramps up and ramps up in key moments. And it's like, holy fuck, this guy can mm. go. The, the explosiveness is like just. He's an explosive <sighs> boy. The ref gets knocked down. Anderson goes for the brass knucks concealed in his undercrackers. Yeah. Uh, however, Savage knocks him down, grabs the knucks, and clatters on with them instead. <laughs> and he gets a very sudden three count to win the match. Benoit and Pillman, fellow horsemen, charge out to the ring and cry foul about the brass knucks yes. being used. Yeah. And then there's a little bit of fallout afterwards, which we'll get to. But, uh, oh, no, is there? No, I think no, there's, there's, a, bit there's, there's a little bit coming up after match. the next match. Uh, but yeah, the one thing here. Did you see that Randy just checks on Arn's cock, make sure it's all right after the finish? He has a little look at his yeah. junk. In the Some would say it's to throw the knucks back in there, but it's just a little bit of a quick, oh, yeah, it's safe. Yep, yep, you've definitely like, got to... make sure you've got to protect, protect the meat. Protect the pecker. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Hashtag protect the pecker. Um, 
He's very kindly protecting it was No, but there. like smart of him to pull the trunks up, throw the weapon back in. Yeah, I like but that. I like that. Concealed it again. It was good. Use their own tactics against them. Mm. Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready get 30, ready get 20, 20, 20, ready get 20, 20, ready get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. Life is full of what ifs. Some awesome. Like what if AI could fold your laundry? And some, well, less awesome. Like what if you have unexpected medical costs? United Healthcare can help get you covered with Health Protector Guard fixed indemnity insurance plans. They supplement your primary plan to help you manage out of pocket costs. No deductibles, no enrollment periods, and especially no more what ifs. Visit uh1.com to find the Health Protector Guard plan for you. Hey Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombus, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombus. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Bad night to start with for the horseman. Let's see if we can improve it as we move into our second match of the night. It's Chris Benoit versus whoa, Stephen Regal. And Chrissy B is now in the horsey sea. He is in the horsey sea. <laughs> I don't know why it's horsey C. But <laughs> horse, it's, horse, horsey oh, M wouldn't oh, rhyme with, with Chrissy B. Horsey me. No. Um, <laughs> but Benoit Regal. Yeah, Don't it should be it should be it should be an excellent showcase of classic classic British catches can can wrestling. There ain't gonna be a Commonwealth after this match is catches over. Catches can can catches catch can catches can can was catches a, can was, can. was a dance that they did during <laughs> the follies, just during the round breaks. <laughs> and, uh, da, 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 da. Um, oh, who's this at ringside? Loving life. It's hammering Hank Aaron. Oh, he's having a great time. Look at him giggle at mm. the fake sports stars. Everybody, <laughs> do you know much about hammering Hank? I can give you uh, some details. I know that he's a big fucking deal. Yeah. I know that he's a very good athlete. A legendary he's a baseball, baseball right yeah. field player. Uh, regarded as one of the greatest of all time. 755 career home runs, mm. breaking Babe Ruth's record. Yeah. There's a documentary of his life story uh, that appeared last year in our timeline in 1995, shortlisted for Best Feature Length Documentary in the 96 Oscars. It's oh, awesome. Throughout his life, Hank Aaron did the impossible and then encouraged others to do it too. The details of his exploits in baseball only tell half the story mm. of a very remarkable it's life. like, over here, we don't really hear much about American athletes unless they, like, track and field around the time of Olympics and big or meets Or murder someone. Uh, or, yeah, if something bad happens. But when it's somebody... Like, like legendary, like most people here won't know why they know the name, but it'll be like, oh, Hank Aaron, like because mm. he's mentioned in so many shows or whatever. But like, yeah, it's a name I recognize, knew was a big deal, but interesting that he's here in yeah. general, like because it's one thing WCW could do, 
quite a lot more i think was initially anyway until wwe starts throwing the money around uh and wwe had obviously done so themselves with lt and everything but uh wcw was able to just randomly just have these people at random events and it wasn't like they were announced as they're gonna be there or anything it was just like hey look who's in the audience watching this yeah this person's cool as fuck they're watching it you're watching it you're cool as fuck and just by that association it's just like, hey, these people are interested in our product. Cool by association, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, that's go, it. Look at them endorsing us. Uh, we have ourselves a, a Regal Benoit match in 1996. Tie up ends with Regal headbutting Benoit. Benoit gets mad at this and ends up battering him for hitting him in the yeah. head. Uh, this is a rough and snug affair. Benoit breaking close quarters between the two with a German suplex. And this is it. I was ready for some rolling around. I was ah. ready for some holds. And it's just a fucking knockdown they, fight. They both they chose murder Batting today. the shit out of each other. Uh, the crowd, though, just cheering for the horsemen over their former colonizers. It's bullshit. <laughs> Absolutely I don't get it at all. You know? Disrespectful. Without us, there'd probably be no tea in America or something. Exactly. Yeah. You'll be back. Soon you'll see. That you you'll could have remember thrown into you belong it. to me. They, they threw it in the harbour, didn't they? I they can't. Did. I don't know much about American history. We did the American West. I mm. fucking loved that in history. And then the, he sang a song about it in Hamilton. No. Yeah, not seen Hamilton. You say... <laughs> the price of my love wasn't the price that you're willing to pay. You cry in tea that you throw in the sea when you see me go by. <laughs> Why so sad? Remember we made an arrangement for you went away. Keep going. Now we need the egot. We need the egot. Remember, despite our estrangement, I'm your man. You'll be back soon, you'll see. You'll remember you belong to me. You'll be back, time will tell. Just remember that I served you well. Oceans rise, empires fall. Just for reason of all through it all. And when Butch comes to shove, I will kill your friends and family to remind you of my love. Da -da 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 -da. All I'm saying, right, is that if we don't win a fucking Tony after that, I reckon we can get the others. We can get the Oscar and the Grammy and all that I'll shit pretty easily. Well, if you get the Tony, you'll release it on CD and get the Grammy anyway. So that's Grab fine. It's taken care of. But Oscar and Emmy, is it? Yeah, we got to get an Oscar and an Emmy. So this is video <laughs> two, stuff. Let's just submit that. that left. We can put this in for the Oscars, right? I reckon. It needs a cinema release. Yes. Oh no, I think it needs premiere. Uh, it needs like to premiere within a certain window. We'll have to record a special. And we'll submit it for the Academy. Oh, if, if only there was somewhere. Let's actually try. If only there was somewhere <laughs> that you and I Just were going later this year, where we could probably get a crowd to do this live. This could be us. But you refuse to play. <laughs> well, I, you would need to find a venue. There need to be all sorts of fucking venue. shit. There'll be loads of wrestling well, fans we'll, there. We'll, we'll see. We'll, we'll see. That, we'll see. Sort of that, we'll so There's a lot. I don't even know what the schedule's going to be we'll like. Support the schedule going to be doing this. We'll, we'll sort it out. We'll sort it, we'll like, sort it out. If we got over, we'll, 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 we'll sort it out. We'll sort it out. We'll sort it out. I don't know why I sound like we'll my, 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 my uh, Auntie Angela. You know, the fucking Ivan Dobsky. No, I'm Ivan Dobsky, the mid-safe murderer. I never did it. 
Hello, please, can I get the best of Smokey on LP? <laughs> Hello, Mr. Hoppy. Mr. Hoppy. <laughs> what a what a journey you've been on today. Um, <laughs> Benoit misses a diving head, but <laughs> I think I did as well. Um, successfully counters a tombstone with another tombstone. Mm. Right. He then misses a planter over the top rope. Yeah. Regal rolls him in. Regal pins him. And Regal wins. After a beautiful... Uh, butterfly suplex at some point before there was a the beauty ring. of a butterfly like, suplex picture perfect from yes. Regal but yeah What's odd one odd one bullshit but it, I, I don't know but it leads to the it leads to the little confrontation we're gonna have it does lead to a conflab with the horseman because Gino but really hmm. it, it's not even Benoit getting the shit in that one so it, it is a bit confusing but. I just thought okay if you can, I, okay, if it's gonna lead to what's gonna lead to next fine if the horseman need to lose to get to, from A to B fine but is that the is that the best way we do it? it I think, seem... well, my note says, way your piley D don't mean shit. Britain, get in. <laughs> so... <laughs> it does say that. <laughs> it does say that. <laughs> You've even written in your notes, Chrissy B in the horsey city. Yeah. you got to just make notes of stuff. I just, I just I like stream of consciousness notes. as I watch. Yeah. I like Line notes. by line. It's amazing scenes. Um, yeah. Yeah, so it was uh, a w- weird finish. If you want to do the whole thing, I tell you, we'll get to the next segment. Let's go can... through the next segment and we'll talk about right. it. Right. Yeah. Gene Oakland is in the ring with the horsemen who are all a bit cross. And basically coins the bubbly meme. He bloody like does. Like 22 years early. He almost says a little bit of the bubbly. Almost. He asks, almost. He asks whether, whether the horseman had too much of the bubbly. Yeah, but the way he says it, it's oh, like too Christmas. much of the bubbly. Too and it's the like... Bubbly. We're nearly there. We're nearly, nearly there. there. Do you remember when that was a meme? Oh. Do you remember when when it was when when the world was that bright and fun? <laughs> <laughs> and I was sat doing who's that Pokemon? It's a little bit of the bubbly. Oh, those were good times. <laughs> That's a dream. Those were good um, times. Pillman chews out Arn and Chris for their losses. Arn turns it on to Pillman talking about his erratic behavior towards yeah. Sullivan. Arn's just like, look, why the fuck are you even doing this shit with a horseman? Like, we'll do what we want to do. Mm. We'll fight who we want to fight. There's no point in bringing your like trouble to us, and there's no point in actively going out and poking people. It's not what we do. It might be what you do, but it's not what the horsemen do. And he's kind of chastising him. And he even says to him, uh, I'm not used to talking to the back of people's heads to get him to like turn around and look at him as he's talking to him. So Arn's very much the dad here just being like stop giving your little brother shit mm. and uh yeah he's like the new politician in the party whereby they the, the the old guard are going this is how we've always done it this is our tradition this is how we always do it and he's like no i've got fucking new ideas how about we just go and look for trouble They're like no no trouble finds us how about no, we <laughs> just not, well in a year's time it'll be like if you just took tony blair and applied it to pillman it'd be like how about we reform all the social stuff and then war crimes <laughs> war crimes war crimes war crimes <laughs> that's exactly what happened here? <laughs> War crimes. <laughs> That's how you know, Regal's on the outside. Like, I've got an idea. <laughs> <laughs> Quick, go get me a development territory. <laughs> <laughs> um, so Arn has turned this onto Pillman and is saying, "Look, you know, you're going out seeking trouble, and you got to wind it in with Sullivan and the Dungeon of Doom." Mm-hmm. This brings out the Dungeon of Doom. <laughs> And and in in just true weird WCW style, I'm like, ah. so Sullivan, yep, Zodiac, yep, and Jimmy Hart all yep. coming out to attack the Horseman, but then yep. the giant turns up, yep, and drags the Dungeon of Doom away, yep. So my notes it just reads, um, hold on, 
Pillman chews out Benny balls. Benny says he's been pulling his weight. <laughs> Pillman threatens to take away the naked ladies. No, really, he actually does. Uh, Arn tells Pillman to stop being a mark and stop biting off more than he can chew. He doesn't call them a mark, but you know what I mean. Uh, and then I just wrote, out comes Sully and the gaggle of shite. <laughs> And we want the next segment because literally nothing happens. Yeah. They come out, I get, you know, the visual of having them come out and face off or whatever, but they still kind of do that today, but you you wouldn't have somebody come and pull them back. And You'd giant them, of all like, people. Get maybe all the way down to the ring or they'd start like bickering and they'd stand in a certain spot near the ring and then you'd go to the ad break, come back mm. and you boom, you're into another match or you yeah. go back to commentary for something. But to have giant then come out and be the one to be like, no guys, come on, come on guys, stop it guys. I'm come on, the level -headed Brutus, one. get in the back. Go on, what are you doing, we Jimmy? Get over my shoulder, come on. Like... It, it, it's strange, yeah. Because like Giant shouldn't be the level-headed one. He was out there twatting people with chairs. Yeah, but you, you, you'd surely have Giant come out with them maybe and have them just maybe get to a point where they're doing this. Yeah. And maybe have Giant hold a couple of them back like we don't want this right now. Or Sullivan, which would make the do. most sense as he's leading the fucking group, be like, no, 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 no. Like, not right now. But instead Sullivan's the one, I'm going to get you. And it's Giant mm. going, come on, man. You don't need it. <laughs> Uh, Brian Pillman, this week, according to The Observer, uh, guest hosted a talk show on WLW. Yes. Georgia. Okay. A, uh, oh, sorry, at a, a station out of Cincinnati. I said yes, as if I knew what the fuck it was. <laughs> but he was working his heel character that the whole thing, talking about how great the horses were, how mm -hmm. they're going to kick over his ass. Um, everybody who called in wanted, according to Dave, everyone, almost everyone who called in wanted to kill Hogan. So, like, Hulk Hogan's getting a load of grief on this radio show. Well... People don't like him. Things are starting to change for the Hulkster. And as I said, this is the end of the MTV generation. So how fitting that the man whose career was launched by MTV is about to kind of almost die with it if something doesn't change. And so this is, as we start to progress through the year, it's going to be, hey, maybe what if we just did a group like this? Hey, what if we got Hogan to run it? No, he won't do it because of merch. Wait, Hogan, nobody really gives a fuck about you anyway. My management says it's a bad. Just shut up and do it. Oh, I'm making more money than ever before. Wow. Thanks to me. <laughs> Big thanks to me, Hulk Hogan, yeah. who got that right. Uh, tag team action up next. It is Sting and Lex Luger. Let oh, me do this. this. Super ass, brackets, powers of pain, and the Colonel versus Stanger. I thought Stanger was nice because nice. it's like Sting and Luger mixed together. Stanger. Stanger. I like it. Why didn't they give him that name? Sticks. Get on the phone to Eric Bischoff right now and ask I, him. I, I Eric, why the fuck didn't you call him Stanger and then just hang up? He removed me from... <laughs> He moved me off Bebo. I think he blocked me for a while. I don't know. There's so many. When people tag you and something, they go, hey, this is funny. And you're like, no, no, it's not. Don't tag me. In. <laughs> I'm blocked. I'm blocked. Don't. I'm blocked. <laughs> and you nailed it there. The super assassins are indeed the warlord and the barbarian. Yeah. But I like to call them super ass. I like super ass too. Yeah. Um, this is one of just five <laughs> matches they'll have in WCW. Yeah, and they're with WCW for a year, I think, or just about a year. They, mm. From 95 through to 96, they, they had a few appearances. Appearances. I I kind of get why it doesn't work because even for 95, 96, it's a bit too comic booky. Like the guys look menacing enough on their own. I think you could have taken the masks off them because they look a bit like gimps. Uh, they look a bit like, imagine like a really shit cosplay version of Juggernaut from X-Men. Mm. They kind of look like that. If the guy had the build, like the guy was built, but had like a really cheap outfit. That's what they look like. Even for the time, it's a little bit like... 
Eh. Yeah, you're right. It's far it's like, too... Are those masks stitched in? Like, what's going on? <laughs> but you're you're right. They couldn't have been Warlord and Barbarian. It's yeah. far too uh, old, cheesy 80s and comedic in the company that has a man called Zodiac. I know, I know. But this is part of the problem. And this a is, shark! This is why the tide's going to turn. This is why the, the tide's going to turn. But... It, it's even by those standards, it's a bit like it's too much. Because they're, the they're just way. they're out there with the colonel. Why? Like they're out there, and it'll be the colonel introduce them as his like super assassins. But it's like yeah, but why? It's the colonel. Surely he'd have like a cowboy tag team or some shit. He like did. look at him. Yeah, um, like he had dirty dicks. Yeah, yeah. it's it's like I oh great look there. Um, but <laughs> the. Super ass and dirty dick. The, <laughs> super ass and dirty dick. In the in the books of uh, in the oh, books of Colonel Oh, Robert if they tagged Parker. them up, they could be super ass dick. <laughs> <laughs> I need John mock that up, please. We need a super John. ass dick T-shirt ready to go. Tag the Undertaker in it without any uh, reference don't, or contact. I don't want to get blocked by any more people. <laughs> <laughs> Tag this up in it. And it's Sam. always the most annoying when you log in. It's like, oh, not seen from this. Oh, blocked. It's like, why have I? I didn't say anything bad about you. I had amazing. Uh, back and forth a few weeks ago with somebody who reached who i'd blocked found out they were blocked by me just just a just a nasty piece yeah. of work is always talking shy and yeah. i don't think he'd say anything to me but i remember just going oh, i'll block him yeah and um and a friend of theirs had dm me saying why have you blocked my mate oh yeah you get those so i saw the time. thing and they screenshot that tom campbell has blocked you and yeah. they said like tom campbell is a soy boy cook <laughs> i was like oh and then, uh, so I thought, all right, I'm I'm down for this today. I'm down for this today. So I unblocked him, and then I, I tagged his mate in it who DM'd me. Yeah. And I went, cheers for letting me know about this in DMs. Appreciate it. Not quite sure why I blocked you. Probably disagreed with something that you'd said that didn't sit well with me. And having seen the reaction to you blocking me, I was probably right. Oh, well, all the best. This person has blocked you. <laughs> he blocked me immediately back. I had to really bite my tongue not to put... So and so is a soy boy cock. Like I'm at the point where I just it, if it's not in front of me and it's not tangible, then it's it, like if I've got to block somebody, I block them. Fuck it. Like it, yeah. it's it's like social media has drained my mental state and like just you know being a, like on social media so much for work, it just drains me. So it's mm. just like now I kind of use it as and when. Yeah. Now I kind of just post whatever, and if people are going to give me shit, then I'll fucking block you. Like, it doesn't matter. Yeah. Like, it doesn't matter. I don't exactly have hot takes, so it's like, <laughs> <laughs> mate, you booked Goldberg versus Roman Reigns. Exactly. That I think time. that's why a lot of the <laughs> a lot of the community uh, doesn't right. want anything to do with me anymore because of my <laughs> expert level booking. Whatever, guys, it was a great match. That's all I'm saying. We see on here. <laughs> As this match is getting underway, the the very literal uh, sense of a slide into the DMs. I thought you were going to say a slide into Super Asti. <laughs> oh my god, that's a very different show. Oh. Um, Craig Pittman's <laughs> that's some, back. That's some hotel only pay channel oh, wrestling. Is that that is some that is the young and the boneless? Oh yeah, God, Craig Pittman. So the the match starts Pitbull off actually with Pittman's quite an, an exciting trade, doesn't it? I think it starts off with. Bit of back and forth. Obviously, it's you've got like three power guys in there in Super Ass and Luger, and Sting's obviously a big guy as well, but mm. not quite as stacked. 
but Sting's kind of bringing the energy to it. They're bringing the big. So, like, you've got the start, and I think somebody's thrown to the outside as a dive to the outside, but you don't catch any of that shit because Craig Pittman turns up, and before he even says anything, and you'd think coming in, you'd be like, hey, I'm just going to walk straight to the person I need to talk to and do this. He kind of comes in as if he's walked into the manager's office. The manager's still on the phone, and he's, the manager's <laughs> just gone like, the manager's just gone like, two minutes, mate. Uh, and it just, you know, Still on the line, still on the line. Pittman's just behind, like. <laughs> it felt like an eternity before he then goes to Mongo. <laughs> Fuck me. Mongo's response is golden because it's almost oh. like as per my last email. It is levels of fucking response. <laughs> it is so as per and my Bischoff, last email. And Bischoff's like, I don't know why this is happening. Like, oh you know, it's almost like Bischoff's like, hurry the fuck up, man. So, so Pittman wants to talk to Mongo because he says Mongo, as a five time amateur, he and needs guidance from the pros. Just for anybody who's missed a couple of episodes, Pittman has gone to Jimmy Hart. Pittman has gone to Bobby Heenan. Pittman has gone to a few people looking for a manager. He's down on his luck right now. Uh, and he, he, he needs something to kind of freshen him up. In in the WCW, as so many of them call it, mm-hmm. so he uh, he thinks a manager is what he needs, and I you know I quite agree. Like it'd be yeah. nice to see Pittman with a manager, a good mouthpiece, but nobody really wants to manage him. Nobody wants to manage. Him. Nobody really wants to manage him. I and feel it's, really it's kind sad. of shit that he's in a storyline like this because it's just humiliating, isn't it? It is. It, it's it, I, I see what they're trying to do. They're trying to do the whole like, you know, he's going to eventually do this on his own, mm. and it's going to be glorious for him or whatever you know he's gonna get out there and he's, he's gonna do it but he's kind of got to go around the, the 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 tables right now just be like he said do you do you want to hang out sometime and they're like nah nah buddy i've got far too many uh cool friends and then they close the door and hogan's in there smoking a cigar like <laughs> it's the saddest thing um so Pittman, after asking bobby the other week when mongo was right there yep. like okay so now i know i'm at least third <laughs> Uh, how about a big fat no? Um, Mongo is the first person to actually say to him, mate, you're a core leader. You don't need a manager. Just crack on. And and Pittman acts like this is a revelation. Like, yep. oh yeah. And all Mongo has basically said Ten to her. him is, you're an adult for fuck's sake. <laughs> yeah. You got this far in life to WCW. Do you know how small a percentage of wrestlers make it to a major promotion, motherfucker? Get out of there and wrestle. And it's like, it's like, it's almost like he needs these pep talks, right? Mm-hmm. So it, like Mongo's a good guy for that with obviously the sports background and everything. But it, it's it's like, I don't know. I get what they're trying to do with it. And I know it's not supposed to be humiliating. It's supposed to be kind of Pittman finds himself. Mm. But it's just a bit watching him go around the houses like, was nobody got any spare management for, for Pittman? No. <laughs> and he just sits there like looking at his shoes while everybody else is helping themselves to a slice of quiche and kind of partying. <laughs> <laughs> oh God. It's it's that. It's that. Yeah. But anyway, there is a wrestling match in the ring at the same time as this. Super asses working over Stang from Stanger. <laughs> um with a standing back breaker, double shoulder block, a power bomb. They give Sting a kick in. Yeah. He avoids a top rope splash to Sting, makes the tag to Luger, who runs wild. Ends with Luger putting the torture rack on one of them and Sting having the death lock on the other. Strong, coherent showing for Stanger here. Well, mainly for Sting, because Luger wins the match via torture rack, but Sting's theme plays. <laughs> it always annoys me when they get the theme <laughs> slightly wrong. It always annoys me. It's just like that. Luger's just like already on the way to the back. Stings in the ring, poses. It's like the man called Sting. <laughs> <laughs> big, big, big. The baby face Lex Luger there. 
and supposed to heal Lex Luger, <laughs> as we sometimes get. We'll figure that out. Uh, mean Gene Okerlund is on the ramp where he lives, apparently, with a sleeping bag. And he's speaking to Jimmy Hart and, quote, the I son of Andre, I the Giants. I tell you, the record for coming out and stalling and saying fuck all has been broken this week. <laughs> 96 <laughs> is off to a blinder. Jimmy Hart has been jumping between people right now managing in a slightly confusing manner it's like well, who the fuck have you got alliances with <laughs> it seems to be everybody this is quite contradictory jimmy yes. like you you can't be doing or you can't you can't just be part of every group jimmy mm. you got to manage you can't manage everybody you got to give all your management to one group and he's just like i'll just do what i want of jimmy hart <laughs> and that's it that's that's <laughs> all he fucking says basically and mm. hogan flair watch your backs Bye. <laughs> but he goes on and on and on. <laughs> he just does. Um, mean Gene's in trouble this week because he was talking uh, bullshit on the hotline. <laughs> uh, he said on the hotline that Ricky Steamboat right. uh, was going to be at the, the Omni. Dick old Dick Blood. Old Dick Blood. Was gonna be, not to be confused with the super asses. <laughs> um, he was going to be honoured at the Omni on a, on a WCW show, kind of yeah. suggesting that they were going to bring Steamboat in, to which Ricky Steamboat's lawyers went, um, no, he's not. <laughs> <laughs> this is not a conversation we've ever had. Nice. So this week, Steamboat, Steamboat, after getting wind of this, speaking to his lawyer, Gene Oakland had to put out a message saying, no, he's not being honoured at the Omni, and no, he's not associated with WCW. Didn't go as far as to admit he made the whole thing up. This is, In this month, in this month, uh, mean Gene will do two absolute fucking blinders on the hotline. Yeah, he's already, one, he's already, what was, is it the last one with the death? Oh, this is three. Then. Oh, this is three. <laughs> Fucking hell! Because there was one where he essentially alludes to the fact Ric Flair may be dead, and it was, and then, but it's not Ric Flair, yeah. like at all, of course. And it, but it, the way it's teased got a lot of people clicking and or clicking, a lot of people clicking all those buttons. Yeah, the whatever the, phone the version of clickbait was, <laughs> Mean Gene did it. Now the other one was Mean Gene went on and said that the WWF. Uh, are looking to copy WCW and bring in a faction of monsters called the Tunnel of Doom. To which Vince went, no, we're fucking not. The Tunnel of Doom. Yeah. The Tunnel of Doom. It sounds too much the like the tunnel of, tunnel, of tunnel of Doom. The fucking Tunnel of Doom. The fucking Tunnel of Doom. The 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 fucking Tunnel of Doom. The Tunnel of Doom. Come on. Are you going to fucking make shit up? Like, I'm amazed, right, that he didn't just make his own dirt sheet and print whatever the fuck he wanted because then he could point to it and go, hey, you can't was. sue me. I read it from this publication. Sue them instead. And he's cleverly disguised his ownership of it and it's all based in Panama or something, so nothing can be done. So funny. But I, I just... The Tunnel of Doom. Why, like, why would Vince take the Of Doom? And why would it be a tunnel? Why would it be a tunnel? Why would it be a... I swear, I wonder whether Gene's either just Do they live in the tunnel? I, I mean, I assume Do the they just hang out like, there? Is it near a precinct? I thought about this. Little Londis on the corner for some cans? <laughs> like, hey, hey. What the fuck? In the Londis. Like, tunnels in a mountain where you could, you know, fucking snow could come down either end and lock you in for two weeks. That's scary. Mm. But most... If I was to hear Tunnel of Doom in the UK, I think, like, train tunnels, which, again, pretty dark pretty like oh i wouldn't go into one of those but you wouldn't just be hanging out like if some gang came up with like we hang out in the tunnels it'd be like all right <laughs> <laughs> fuck's your problem <laughs> like, we, all hang out at, we all hang out at the park or we hang out you know down the pub 
Or we, we hung out at the hotel or the gym. So we hung out in the tunnels. We hung out in the tunnels. <laughs> Where it's really echoey, echoey, echoey. <laughs> and that's how Whack. they've all got to talk. <laughs> Who let that duck in? Tunnel-themed gimmicks. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, whether or not it was going to be like a series of bad guys that came out a good guy, Christ. one after the other, like they were coming down at... I don't know. It wasn't real. So oh, I don't know why no. we're trying to Genius. ascertain you it. You put a whole tunnel on the ramp. They only wrestle in the tunnel, but it's too dark for anybody to see. Oh. Wrestlers then don't have to actually work. They come out, pose, they play a load of pre-recorded noises, and that way you can just extend careers. And they just come out after and the and fans. Go, I won the fight. The everybody. fans, yeah, it's the excitement of somebody emerging with the belt. Yay! <laughs> it's my turn to win the belt. Well the done. Love to do, 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 So out of the tunnel we go, 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 go. Uh, Jimmy Hart says Hulk Hogan always advised him to keep his enemies closer and always switch his gears. Both of which he's doing by managing multiple people. Uh, which is the point that you were making. The the management roster is just thin as fuck. Pittman can't find a manager for God's sakes. We know how thin the manager <laughs> roster is. <laughs> Come on, Jimmy. Managers, you don't need to lie to us. We've just seen him out there. <laughs> just just try to sell himself to Mongo. <laughs> just, just come on, Mongo. I'm a good wrestler. Please. He's like old Gil from The Simpsons. No, just one more chance, Mongo. Go on, just one chance. <laughs> old Gil. Fucking, they've turned, they've turned Sergeant Pittman into old <laughs> Gil. And he's out there going, I'll do what I want. Oh, Gil's coming back. <laughs> um, that's great. So you've, you know what? You've, you've so expertly <laughs> hit the bullseye on the Pittman segment tonight. It's like old Gil and per my last email. Yeah, but it's, it's, it's like Pittman is a, per it's like Gil. Gil was once a perfectly capable worker and he's still got it. There's an episode where Gil turns everything around oh. and, and, you know, actually comes into some money and everything. It's a later one, so it's not really great, but still, uh, but you know, the skill is there. It's just, he's downtrodden he, mm. and it's like, I get you want to sell it, but you're kind of, the desperation is a bit too strong here. It is very, come on, just give old Gil a chance. And he's ringing his wife like i nearly had him honey <laughs> um the giant here he just comes out with some blinders hogan time after time you hurt me emotionally and spiritually and then you hit me with a chair <laughs> just weird bollocks from the mouth of paul white i could take the spiritual abuse i could take the emotional abuse but i'm not having you hit me with a chair how is I want to know how is How has he hurt him spiritually? That's the thing. Emotionally, <laughs> you've got he, a lie. You could spin it as he beat his dad or whatever. But. I wonder whether he hurts him emotionally because Hogan keeps calling him a stinky giant. <laughs> <laughs> that hurts my feelings. These sit down segments. You big stinky oh. giant. Stop I, it. You hurt me emotionally. It's the spiritual thing. Like, what does the giant believe in that Hulk Hogan has? Is it anti-Hulkamania? Maybe he And the existence of Hulkamania hurts him spiritually? Maybe he doesn't believe in prayers. Or vitamins. Or vitamins. Or shagging Bob the Love Sponge wife. <laughs> did that, did Pogan. <laughs> I'm not I'm not saying that you can't hurt emotionally. You know, like I'm I'm a fucking massive advocate for mental health. Oh god. But it's, it's, it's more, more the fact that it's such a weird run-on sentence from Paul White in a blood it's, view. It's, it's the perfect example of a wrestling promo sentence though. Yes. Like you hurt me spiritually, you hurt me emotionally, and then you hit me with a chair. It's like, why would you just say physically? <laughs> it just goes off. And it's that's like the beauty of the the eighties nineties promo is it none of it makes fucking sense. Was it Batista in 05 who went? Weapons aren't only encouraged; they're allowed. <laughs>
<laughs> oh, bless you, Drax. You're, fu- you're funnier now than you've ever been. Uh, um, Hogan, oh, Giant promises to get Hogan like he's never, like he never has before. Oh, well, like I guess, like come at him from the roof, dressed as a dressed as a spider. Book a match and do it one on one fairly. <laughs> madness. <laughs> I prefer my idea from the roof, dressed as a spider. I'm gonna come at you like I never have before. I'm gonna dig El a Eho del Arachna man, <laughs> and he's coming down just like, Ooh. I'm gonna dig a hole underneath you. <laughs> Pop up like only a wrestles on all fours. He's just walking around, and they've got these other limbs just like stitched in, made of foam. He's just like, I wish you'd stop calling me stinky. And then he hits a leg drop with all eight legs on Hogan. Oh, oh my god, my god. That'd do it, wouldn't it? He has to pull them all facing forward. <laughs> like pipe cleaners, dragging them in. <laughs> Two of them come off, and he's holding them. He's just holding them in one hand. He's just trying to wrestle with one arm. Bischoff, mate, if only you'd known us in 96, you'd have been oh, fine. You'd have been a multi-millionaire, oh. even though you already were one. Clash of the Champions, coming live from Vegas on Tuesday, January the 23rd. We this run that next. town. That's our city. Yeah. We run Vegas. That's right. Fuck WWF. Yeah, yeah Vegas. WCW town. Mm. Double or nothing, baby. Yeah, entertainment capital of the world. Mm. <laughs> mm. Bischoff really gets all that shit in there. He this one. bloody it's loves like, it's it. It's a buzzword, buzzword, buzzword. <laughs> He hits all the key yeah. tropes. He even does, I think, doesn't like, welcome to Las Vegas. Welcome to fabulous Las Vegas. <laughs> and it's like, fuck it all. And with that, we come to our main event of the evening for Monday Night Raw. Uh, it is Hulk Hogan challenging Ric Flair for the WCW Championship. Booze for Hogan. And lots of similar Hogan merch in the well, crowd. Well, they've already been chanting, uh, they've already been chanting for the horsemen. Yeah. Earlier in the night. So I, I think, yeah, it, we're, we're in a we're in a territory that maybe you wouldn't so much like the Hulkster here. No. This is, uh, I think, wasn't the Omnia building Oli used to run regularly with uh, GC? Oh, God. Yeah, I think NWA yeah. ran here. GCW like, yeah, ran like, here. Um, it was a stronghold for sure. It was just, yeah, yeah, it was. It's, it's like wrestling, wrestling, wrestling. Hogan ain't welcoming. Not Yankee wrestling. Mm. Uh, it's a standard Hogan flair contest with Hogan no-selling almost everything from the first part until Hogan gets his leg worked over after a chop block. Yes. Uh, figure four attempt gets a big cheer from the crowd. <laughs> Don't mention that, Mark Madden, on the hotline. Uh, Hart hits the ring to distract Hogan, which leads to flair landing a cheap shot and a suplex. Hogan, of course, powers up. Um, before he can get the Arn Anderson, before he can get before he can get back into the match, Arn Anderson hits the ring. Brass knocks Hogan. They're still in his undercrackers. His peck is fine, and Hogan no sells it straight back up. It's a fucking joke. <laughs> like I, I know you Hulk Hogan. I know you are the immortal Hulk Hogan. Still, you are that character at this time. I get it. You were still quite popular and you know, you're the fucking Hulkster, but no selling brass knuckles. Yeah. After they'd already been used earlier in the night to great effect. And he's just like, boop, gets <laughs> clean on the face and Hogan goes, Oh no, back up. Like, um, it's not even like a second. It's immediate. No. Like he just no sells brass knuckles and then puts everybody else down with them eventually. And they work. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, this leads to the, the ref disqualifying Ric Flair uh, because yep. of the brass knuckles brought into the match by Arn Anderson. So it's a non-bloody finish. And the moment the match happens, remember that bell sounds, all four horsemen run to the ring. But they... And then we get, like, just Hogan yep. bullshit. They they cower before the mighty Hulk Hogan. 
Hulk's almost about to beat the fuck out of them. He's got the brass knuckles and they're all on their knees like, no, Terry, they're don't all... fucking do it, Terry. Don't hit me. And, you know, they, he stood there with the brass knuckles. Going, I'm going to hit you all in order. Got Pillman, Benoit, <laughs> Anderson, and fucking you, Flair. You get to net. And then uh, somebody comes in from the back from the Dungeon of Doom. And then he, instead of just defeating the horseman or leaving, Hogan proceeds to start to attack the horseman. The horseman peel out, defeats the Dungeon of Doom with the help of Randy Savage. Oh, yeah. Uh, and, well, largely just Hogan on his own. Well, there's a, Savage. There's, there's a key bit here. You've just destroyed two stables. <laughs> cowering before Hulk Hogan, one of which is your world fucking champion. I get that he's got brass knuckles, but why wouldn't they peel out of there? Why are they on their knees? I, uh. as, as he looks like... Now, the only, the only other time I've seen something like this with one man holding a weapon uh, uh, with four or five people kind of begging off, there's a match in Japan where a guy pulls out a gun. Yeah. It's if it's that, it, yeah, but if, this isn't a gun. If it was like a flaming, you know, barbed wire bat, or it was a two by four with some nails in it, I'd be like, whoa, 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 yeah. whoa, whoa. He's got the brass knocks in his hand. He's going to have to wind up and swing at you, and you're all right next to the rope. Why the fuck haven't you all peeled out? <laughs> right. And then Dungeon comes out, and they get it, and then they do peel out, and it's like, but no, no, eh? we've got to talk about what how the dungeon came out because yeah. there's there's a lot to the chew chew to on unpack. here. So giant comes out through the crowd with a wooden stool. <laughs> Yep. Not a steel chair. Yep. A wooden fucking stool. Yeah, because it's harder. And look at that craftsmanship. This Ooh, beautiful carpentry. That is a lacquered stool. <laughs> uh, he saves bitch. Hogan from a shellacking with the lacquer. Yes. Uh, and run and, and it saves saves him by that by pulling the stool away. Hogan's able to boot Giant out of the ring because it's going to be Hogan that gets him. Um, Hogan Hogan now wins by DQ. Did they change the rules or did I just write that down wrong? Either way, it's a schmoz. Um, giant, giant's outside the ring, losing his mind, and he's trying to pick a wooden table up. He's just getting all... I'm emotionally hurt! He goes to go back in the ring. Zodiac stops him. And did you hear what Zodiac says? No, but I heard him being like, no, yes, no, no, hurt, hurt, hurt. And then you hear Sullivan go, it's done, man. Like, what's it, what does he say? He says, no, friend, hurt. Oh, right. Friend. Well, all I heard was <laughs> Sullivan going, stop talking, it's over to him. <laughs> That's what it sounded like. As if to go, right, right, as in right, shut right, the fuck down. up, it, it shows off the air. The dungeons <laughs> skulk off after that. Maybe that's what they were saying. But the, that that weirdly plays into something coming up. What if what if Zodiac was just every time Ed arrived at the building, by some comedic happenstance, <laughs> in like a slapstick way, he just just bumps his head, just like, oop, just knocks it on the, like, on the back of the shelf as he's like tying up his boots. And then next thing you know, he's got his scissors and everything. That all just goes, he just starts painting himself up and all he can say is yes, no. And this was him kind of coming too and Sullivan's like, let's get you in the back before you remember anything else. <laughs> um, post break, Savage and Hogan are in the ring with Gene Oakland. It's the Nacho Man, it's the Huckster and Scheme Gene. And it's time for possibly the most forced Hulk Hogan sentence <laughs> in order to like, hey kids, like, you know, I'm cool. I'm down with the young people. Um, I wonder if it's the bit where 
Uh, as Hogan says, Savage's business has become his business and vice versa. And the challenge is thrown down next week for Flair and Anderson to take on Hogan and Savage. And Savage says they may have some secret weapons of their own. Hogan, Hogan, Hogan having the brass knucks. Hogan then says, once they go to infinity and beyond. I wonder where he got that one from. So sorry, in cinemas now. <laughs> Once they go to infinity and beyond, all right, Tim Allen, uh, it's the second home improvements reference of the night, um, in their tag match against, quote, any or all four of the Shetland ponies. Yeah, so not only a Buzz Lightyear quote, but fucking Shetland ponies? Yeah. Then he'll chop down the beanstalk and defeat the stinky giant. It's like he had to do dad duty and he took his kids to see Toy Story, then got home. (laughs) They were still being a bit loud. So he was like, just fucking have some sweets, sit down, put on Nat Geo. And it's an episode about Shetland ponies. And he's just like, oh, use this. This This is good shit. Uh, An interesting bit here as we uh, coming off air. So yeah. We've got Bischoff, we've got Mongo, and we've got Heenan. Mm-hmm. Bischoff says members of the exec committee have signed off on a match for next week for Monday Night Nitro, the tag match we just heard. Mm-hmm. Uh, Bischoff goes on to put themselves over saying, we are number one, numbers talk, everyone else watches. Mongo then says, if you want to watch Pretenders, put the other channel on. The Contenders are on WCW. And then they look to Heenan. As if to go, hey, hey, to which Heenan refuses to join in with this masturbatory banter. Yup. And then just turns it back to Horseman and Hogan and Savage, suggesting, oh, maybe Jimmy Hart will be the referee for next week. All the while, I think we've talked about this before, Bobby Heenan flat out refuses to join in with like, the, yeah, the, the mudslinging at WWE. I think, you know, there, there was a certain element of, uh, there still is, obviously, wrestling's a, a business that is built on a lot of uh, honor-based traditions. And mm-hmm. one of the biggest is, you know, not shitting on other promoters and stuff. And I think, especially if, if somebody's made you, if somebody's kind of given you a big platform and done a lot for you, and it wasn't exactly like, you know, a bad reason Heenan was let go. I think it was just WWF was restructuring, reshuffling and couldn't really afford it. It was moving in a different direction. And yeah, it's sort of like, I think part of me feels whenever you see these moments like Medusa with the belt and the bin and like this, it feels like Heenan you know, in a heartbeat would be back in the fold if he could be because gold right and memories and it's not quite as like aggressively back and forth about the opposition and it just feels like they tried a lot to get him to kind of throw away the the respect well not really the respect but like throw away the ties yes and it's not something he was willing to do and it's really kind of on reflection it's like good on you man like good on you for not because it's all too easy to just turn into you know somebody who's just like yeah fuck him like and he he doesn't he kind of stands Still, and just holds on to it. I am confused as to why Heenan's sign-off was, thank you, Diamond Dallas, thank you very much. I don't know. I don't know what that was about. Maybe we'll learn more in the weeks to come. I don't know. I genuinely was like, why is he thanking Dance Page as the yeah. show goes on there? It's Bobby Heenan. We'll find out. Very strange. But, um, from The Observer, yeah. Hulk Hogan rearranged all the planned booking at the last minute as the original plans <laughs> were for Flair really? versus Sting and Luger versus Savage for next week. They were going to do disputed finishes that would lead to rematches. Sorry, I was going to hit f- myself in the head with this microphone a bit. <laughs> to do rematches in the following week, Anderson and Pillman were supposed to face Sullivan and Hugh Morris in another angle. So Hogan wasn't factored into uh, the stuff with Flair and Sting and Luger. So he went, you know something, brother? I'd like to be. Thank you. 
So Hogan played his creative control, got himself a tag match against Flair and Anderson. With oh, Terry, what you fucking like. Classic Tez. One little nice touch I'd enjoy was at the end of the episode, after it goes off there and fades to black, you get a little... 1996 like new year wish card from wcw yeah uh, but if you read it in order it's a nice touch but it reads uh, wcw happy nitro tnt year 96 <laughs> if you read it from top to bottom <laughs> and i quite like that oh that's nice they're half don't dead open inside <laughs> <laughs> uh, of all the things that were happening this week on nitro there was one really key thing that was not acknowledged at all from starcade and that was uh, the, the situation around the US Championship, because that was our technically our main event for Starcade that we didn't see. Sasaki yeah. versus One Man Gang. Nothing mentioned on J- Japanese TV. Nothing mentioned on US TV. I guess we'll figure that out in a few Doesn't weeks. Doesn't Gang quickly drop it? I think possibly. Yeah, it, kind of it's kind of like, like a belt reset. Just going to hit. Basically. So that's Nitro. Yeah. There you go. It was a, a, a weird, a very horseman-heavy production this well it week. had to be for the territory they were in i think yeah i think but then even then like they didn't like give them anything super substantial no but uh, sometimes just seeing the individuals mm. is enough you know yeah i kind of like them to maybe it would have been nice to have done a horseman versus somebody match yeah like, like an eight man tag yeah. where they get a nice feel good win and yeah. you can still do hogan and flair at the end if you feel want good win for the viewers there, maybe. But yeah. Not for the ones at home. It'd be feel good for the Omni, maybe. Uh, what are you working on this week, Sound Driver? You know, it's super secret. I'm, I'm working on super secret oh. shit right now. Super, super I secret. I like super, super secret stuff. It's fun, but it, it, there's a lot of work. <laughs> oh. A lot of work. I excite. Uh, you will have on the YouTube channel today as this goes out predictions for Double or Nothing this weekend. You'll have live Ooh. reactions with Adam and Andrew as well. Ooh. And on the weekend, uh, a little video I did called The Truth About Nick Khan. You better be careful on what you say. I've been very careful. Man's getting the keys to the kingdom. He is indeed. And I just, it's its more like, it's more of a humanizing effort to kind of go, he's a real, he's a real boy. Yeah, I think when the, the Nick Khan argument, it's like, yeah, there's a lot of changes and it might not be changes that people want to see, but I feel like he was brought in as almost like a restructurer. He was indeed. To use his like his level of uh, knowledge about production and connections and stuff to just change everything. And so he's only really doing his job, as horrible as it is to say, or he's just doing his job because, you know, a lot of bad comes from, you know, situations in which people are released and, and everything like that. But it's weird because it is if it's the role he was brought in to do, then he's doing well at it. I, now he's pretty much in control. So it's... Mm. Interesting times. I'm looking forward to watching that, man. Did you know he was an usher at WrestleMania 9? No, that's really cool. Mm -hmm. We go deep on Nick Khan. That sounds weird. Uh, On the YouTube channel over the weekend. And until we are next back together, he is at the Sound Driver on Twitter. I'm at Tom Cavalot. We're together. We're at God. I got it. Never kissed him a dog's. He did. <laughs> he fucking did. Tom Campbell kisses dogs. Don't tell him that. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince, they exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. 
Go to quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. For all the wrestling headlines in just 10 minutes, search Cultaholic Wrestling News on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts from. Podcasts from. 